Travis Kelsey is 33 years old. Is it finally time to sell him in your dynasty league? We're talking about all that and more on today's episode of Locked On Dynasty. You are Locked On Dynasty Football, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Here are your hosts, Matt Williamson and Ryan McDowell. Welcome back to the Locked On Dynasty Football Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thanks for making Locked On Dynasty your first listen every day. Today's episode is brought to you by LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the qualified candidates you want to talk to faster. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash locked on NFL. That's linkedin.com slash locked on NFL to post your job for free terms and conditions do apply. I'm your host, Ryan McDowell. You can follow me on Twitter at Ryan MC 23. Joining me as always is former NFL scout, Matt Williamson. Follow Matt on Twitter at Williamson NFL. Matt, we might need to uh, soon shift to uh, blue sky. You got a blue sky account yet? A blue sky account. I do not. Oh, Okay, well, invite only for now, but uh, Twitter. Okay, okay. It, it keeps getting uglier and uglier. I was thinking the other day we may have to uh, may have to back off the Twitter. And, oh, and now I know what you're talking about. I lost yeah. my blue check mark. I was kind of upset about that. Well, you you got to pay up. You got to pay up yeah, for it now. Not doing that. <laughs> Well, they, happy they Fourth wrote, of July, to everyone. By the way, yeah, yeah. Much more yeah. importantly, uh, on, on s- certainly a brighter note, happy Fourth yeah. to everyone out there. Um, and we get the Super Bowl champs on a national holiday. How about that? Uh, it's perfect. We are perfect. talking Kansas City Chiefs. Uh, we're talking Travis Kelsey, as I said at the top, and Matt. We've done it again. I think this is three shows in a row that uh, the player that might be the most important player. Uh, to discuss from a dynasty standpoint, we didn't really include that player in our buy, sell, and hold no, no. Uh, categories. But I do want to start with Travis Kelsey because, as sure. I said, 33 years old, actually uh, nearing 34 years old. I think he'll be 34 uh, by the time the season starts or very close to it. Obviously continues to produce multiple tight end one seasons. I mean, he's now... You know, he's now put himself in the conversation as one of the best tight ends of all time, certainly from a fantasy standpoint. Are, are we giving up on this guy? Are we are we uh, just going to ride this out? What are you doing with Travis Kelsey? And, and I think we have to assume from a contending team right, standpoint. Right. I mean, if you've, if you've got him and he's your only piece, this is obviously a very easy decision. Flip him for you know, whatever you can get, sell into the highest bidder kind of situation. But even if you're contending, is it still, is it still a decision you have to make? Yeah. That's why I left them off, which, you know, I did not put them as a buy, sell or hold because it's really, really, really as much as any player in dynasty depends on the status of your team. Are you in all, you know, in to win it or are you rebuilding? Because I very much regret, and I hesitate to bring this up because it doesn't make me look good at all. But going into last year, I questioned this guy. Tyreek isn't right. there. He's going to get even more coverage leaning his way. He's up in age. Uh, Ryan, I went so far as in my redraft rankings, I had Kyle Pitts as my number one tight end over Kelsey. So needless to say, I did not have a good redraft year because I got <laughs> Pitts everywhere and not Kelsey. And that was enough yeah. to keep you out of the playoffs. So I'm done questioning him. I mean, I think he is a special 
all-time great that is not slowing down at all. And I know we're going to talk about their receivers, of course. I think this is one of the worst receiving cores in the league. So he's going to get maybe more targets this year. Yeah, certainly um, questionable at the receiver position. Uh, and again, we will get into that more because it's uh, it's a very important topic for this mm-hmm. team and, and for dynasty managers when it comes to this Chiefs team. But I think you're right. I mean, Kelsey is down to tight end three. In DLF ADP, he is behind Pitts. He's behind Mark Andrews as well. Um, and and to some, that may say cra- that may seem crazy that you can uh-huh. get him behind Pitts. That you can get him at thirty overall, which is where he is. Um, I mean, he's he's kind of the definition of a league winning player, especially yeah. when you factor in the gap between uh, between him and all other tight ends. I mean. You, you mentioned redraft. You talk about redraft right now. You, if you've done some of these uh, best ball leagues, mm-hmm. uh, again, we talked about Scott Fishbowl last week. That's coming up here in just a few days now. Travis Kelsey is is in consideration to be the top overall pick in redraft leagues because of that uh, that gap between himself and Andrews. You know. Goddard, sure, um, right. yeah, Kittle, you know, whoever, uh, whoever you're viewing as the tight end two and dynasty Hawkinson. And uh, certainly in that conversation as well. Um, I, I mean, no one gives you a better like, positional advantage than Kelsey compared to right. who you're playing against. You know what I mean? I really do think you have to ride, ride it out. I mean, mm-hmm. maybe you can move down to Andrews, but I, I still want something back pretty significant, even though Andrews is, uh, several years younger. Yeah. I mean, even moving down to Hawkinson, Goddard, you know, even a Friermuth, you know, I mean, that's a substantial amount of points you're giving up on a weekly basis. Right. Right. Yeah. So if you're contending, this might be, this might be one of those players where you really do just ride it out and, yeah. and kind of see how, um, how the season continues for him, how his career continues. The trade finder, He's he's still being valued as an elite asset. Travis Kelsey in a second round rookie pick for Joe Mixon, Keenan Allen, and a first rounder. Hmm. I think I'm I'm taking the the package. I'm taking Mixon, Allen, and the first on that one. Uh, but that's that's a lot to give up for that. That's a lot to give up. Thirty four year old tight end. I'm really low on Mixon. I think the world's really too low on Allen. But I was because the first round picks in there. I guess I take the package too. What about Kelsey and Mixon for Chris Olave and Cortland Sutton? I don't want anything to do with Cortland Sutton. So sorry, Olave, but I, your partner oh, in there is bad for me. No, I'm taking Olave. Yeah. Okay, I, I would trade. I would trade Kelsey and Mixon for Olave by himself. Okay, so I guess that's Sutton, a decent. Sutton's way to look a throw-in. Yeah. Okay, yeah, Sutton's a throw-in in in that trade, in my opinion. Olave's worth uh, significantly more than Kelsey. Yes. Okay. Yeah, uh, Travis Kelsey couple third round picks for Devonte Adams and Logan Thomas. We're going to talk about Devonte Adams yeah. and the Raiders tomorrow, but I mean, honestly, he's in kind of a similar spot uh, yeah. on the, on the back end of his career, we have to assume. And uh, his, his value is fading. I'd certainly rather have Kelsey than Adams at this point. That's what I was going to say. Really? That's Kelsey for Adams for me. And I prefer Kelsey. Yeah. Well, Matt, let's move on to players we did focus on as far as buys, sells, and holds. We have covered nearly every single team. This AFC West is our final uh, final conference, our final division, I should say, 
uh, of the buy, sell, hold series. We've done every single team over the past month plus. Uh, so we're wrapping that up and we'll be, uh, we'll be starting something new next week that I think we're all pretty excited about. So uh, be sure to check in next week and uh, learn more about that. But Matt, let's start with players that we want to buy players from this mm-hmm. Kansas city chiefs team. And they are so, you know, so talented, uh, such an explosive offense that it should be pretty easy to find buys, but it really wasn't for me at least. I think there's one that just jumps off the page, but other than that, I don't see other buys here and that's Sky Moore. And okay. I'm going to reference Matt Harmon a couple times on this podcast. I mean, I always defer to him in the wide receiver world, but to paraphrase what I heard on one of his podcasts was he felt like Sky Moore almost had to learn a new language. You know, when you study the college tape, he was a Mac guy to an advanced Andy Reid offense he just thought, and they had Sky Moore lining up at all the different receiver positions, which is something people don't think about. But the Z is different mm-hmm. than the X, it's different than the slot. So he really had to learn so much his rookie year. You know, Reed's offense is very advanced that Matt Harmon basically thought he really was not in a very good position mentally to succeed. They were just put so much on his plate. So I'm going to go back and give more of the benefit of the doubt and I really liked him coming out of school, you know, and I, I think he's has a chance to be the receiver that catches the most passes for this team. I did see our buddy uh, Lawrence Jackson from NBC recently interviewed Juju Smith-Schuster mm-hmm. and asked Juju about uh, some wide receivers that are, are maybe being undervalued or overlooked in fantasy leagues. Mm. And Juju mentioned Sky Moore oh, really? as is kind of the next guy up in Kansas City, which was certainly interesting because they have they have a few players that you could view that way. And, you know, say what you will about Juju. He's always been a favorite of mine. I think everybody knows that at this point. Uh, and, and honestly, it's kind of become the butt of the joke around the fantasy community as, as he's been a disappointment in recent years. But, um, you know, he was he was a solid player for the Chiefs. He, he wasn't that sure, explosive sure. asset that we saw – from Tyreek Hill, uh, but he was a solid player. And, and that's still a, a lot of production that the Chiefs have lost from Good that point. receiving group last year. So who is going to, uh, who's going to pick up the slack there? And I, I'm with you. Sky Moore is, is my buy. He's wide receiver 60 in our ADP. Actually, I'm also willing to pay the price for the rookie Rasheed Rice. He's actually being drafted ahead of Moore at wide receiver 54. Um, again, this is one of, if not the best offense in the league. So this is one of those teams that we want pieces of, especially if they come at at a cheap price. And, um, I I mean, we said that we had trouble finding buys. Obviously we want Patrick Mahomes on our team. We want Travis Kelsey on our team. Uh, it's a, it's a matter of even being able to acquire them because if you've got those players, there's, there's a good chance you want to hang on to them. Um, and then, and then just paying the, the lofty price tag as well. But once you go deeper, it becomes a challenge. But again, if they're so cheap and I think Rashi Rice and Sky Moore are, uh, both in, uh, based on our ADP and startup drafts and in, uh, dynasty trades as well. You and I don't disagree very often, but I am going to disagree with you on Rice and for two reasons in that. If it is really hard to learn this offense, well, I think that's tough on rookies, as I, you know, I just said the same thing with Moore. And frankly, the Chiefs, of course, know more than I do 
But I thought they overdrafted Rice. I thought he'd go a round or two later than where he actually went in the NFL draft. I didn't adore him coming out of school. I do feel like Rice is uh, is pretty close to what we saw it, it, as far as the type of player for what we saw from Juju last year. So uh, where yeah. Sky, you know, Sky Moore's a little different. Kadarius Tony's certainly very different from that Juju role. Um, so maybe you know, maybe Rice is the most. Um, you know, the best fit yeah, to take yeah. over that role. Although again, to your point, if it, if it is a tough offense to learn and uh, it, it seems that it could be based on mm-hmm. uh, some of the struggles in, in players coming over to this team, whether it's in free agency or, uh, or as a rookie, then that, that kind of makes sense. Mm-hmm. Fair enough. Anyway, Rashi Rice, Matt disagrees with me on that one, but I'm I'm taking a chance on him. Sky Moore, we both like uh, as the potential breakout for this Chiefs wide receiver core. We're going to talk about players that we want to sell and hold, and we'll do that next. Guys, every day these days, every new potential hire can feel like a high stakes wager for your small business. You want to be a hundred percent certain that you have access to the best qualified candidates available. And that's why you check out LinkedIn jobs. I mean, LinkedIn jobs helps you find the right people for your team faster and for free. So in a way it kind of reminds me of like my scouting background and what we do for a living here is you're really doing a scouting process in weaning out the players or the, the, the people you want to hire that you don't want or who fits your team best. And, uh, I think it's a phenomenal service. I wish it was there when I was with the Browns to help me out. So um, what you do is you, you add your job and with a purple hashtag hiring frame to your LinkedIn profile to spread the word that you're hiring. Simple tools like screening questions make it easy to focus on candidates with just the right skills and experience so you can quickly prioritize who exactly you want to interview and who you want to hire. So it's why small businesses rate LinkedIn jobs number one in delivering quality hires versus leading competitors. So LinkedIn jobs helps you find the qualified candidates you want to talk to faster. Post your job for free at LinkedIn.com slash LockedOnNFL. That's LinkedIn.com slash LockedOnNFL to post your job for free. There are terms and conditions that do apply. Matt, which player from this Kansas City Chiefs roster are you selling? Are you getting off your dynasty roster? Um, I, I referenced Matt Harmon, and I'm going to do it again because his take on Kadarius Tony is kind of like this guy really isn't a wide receiver. He just runs around and does stuff. You know what I mean? Like he's yeah. so unconventional. And one thing I learned, you know, Matt Harmon aside. Route runners stick in this league, you know, guys that consistently get separation running precise routes. And Tony doesn't. I mean, he just does weird stuff and phenomenal with the ball in his hands. He also has an injury history. So I think people are overreacting a little to, boy, Andy Reid twisting his mustache with Kadarius Tony. I think now might be a decent time to get out. I I don't disagree. Uh, mm-hmm. I nearly included Kadarius Tony in my uh, in, in as my sell as well. Ultimately settled on him as a hold, and we can go ahead and talk about we can continue that conversation right now. 
I just think there's a lot of there's a lot of people out there that are infatuated with right. this guy. A lot of a lot of fantasy managers, dynasty managers. If you find one of them, I certainly would consider him a sell if if someone's willing to overpay. But we we've seen these flashes, right? And the opportunity, I mean, the same argument that we would make for Sky Moore or Rashi Rice is there for uh, is there for Tony as well. In that, after Travis Kelsey, it, it's wide open, right? I mean, sure. any of these guys could establish themselves as a weekly fantasy starter. Kadarius Tony, and ultimately the reason I, I labeled him a hold rather than a sell, he's just. He's not as valuable as we might think. He's still yeah, wide true. receiver, wide receiver forty six in our ADP. Uh, so you know, if if you do hit and, and and you hold on to him, you've got the chance to make a big profit there. If he goes the other way, gets injured again, or just you know, honestly, just doesn't work out um, as a, as a starting wide receiver, you haven't you haven't lost too much. Um, now that said, you know, if you can get a first rounder for him, if you do find one of those, one of those managers in your league that just loves this guy and, and uh, really believes in him, then I, I'm with you. Then he becomes mm-hmm. a sell. Uh, See, I think any a, other players? I think that's a oh, great no, point though, that he is wide receiver 46. Like before we did this, I was thinking he's probably wide receiver 36, you know, but he yeah. isn't. And I've made that mistake a few times with receivers just because there's so many, you know, I mean, there's a lot of buzz around this guy. Sell high. Well, there's still 45 receivers out there that people like better, and I understand why. You know, yeah, it's it's interesting to look at some of the players around him because there are other players that are kind of in the same spot. Gabriel Davis is wide receiver 40, uh, 47, mm-hmm. right behind him, and another player that uh, has been valued as you know a future star, and but hasn't quite shown that on the field consistently. Cortland Sutton is wide receiver 50, um, yet another player, although. We've we've invested a lot in Cortland Sutton. This represents a big fall for him. Sure. While uh, while Tony and and Davis were, um, you know, kind of later. I don't want to call them breakouts, but later uh, fads uh, that that we were chasing in in dynasty leagues. Mm-hmm. Um, any other players from this roster that you would consider as uh, as sells in dynasty? Pacheco for sure. In- yeah. Sure, he's fun to root for. Seventh round pick, leading back in Kansas City. What could be better than that? Well, they always rotate guys. And I just think his running style, which is very aggressive and violent in a straight line, just running into things really hard, just doesn't hold up very well. Yeah, he's a he's a pretty easy sell for me. In fact, Mm -hmm. he is the player I listed as my sell here. And um my initial thinking was kind of along the same lines as Tony that I just don't think you can necessarily get that much for Isaiah Pacheco, uh, who is the, uh, the RB 27 in our latest ADP. Uh, he's actually the third most valuable player on this roster behind Mahomes and Kelsey. But then I looked at the trade finder, Isaiah Pacheco for a 2024 first round pick. Ooh. Pacheco okay. cooks and a first rounder. For Austin Eckler, you know, maybe you could argue that one a little bit. Uh, Isaiah Pacheco for Terry McLaurin. Isaiah Pacheco for Christian Watson. Ooh, and he's definitely myself. After all, hearing all that, absolutely. Um, Pacheco for Deshaun Watson in a one quarterback league. I'm still taking Deshaun Watson there. Absolutely. Um, 
yeah, they're, they go on and on. Uh, Pacheco, ooh, I don't like this one. Pacheco and Amari Cooper for Damian Pierce and Jonathan Mingo. They found one I, I don't don't really approve of but you can probably argue that okay way, yeah, yeah 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 um yeah certainly a solid like you said a solid player last year as a rookie a, a great story as uh as that late draft pick who came in and you know overtook uh clyde edwards hilaire who's uh you know still still hanging around this roster he's down at rb61 is ceh pacheco's fun to root for i'll continue to root for him but I just don't want to do it while he's on my dynasty roster. Yeah. Especially if you could turn him into Christian Watson or, you know what I mean? Or anything along those lines. That's not even close to me. We haven't talked about Patrick Mahomes yet. Uh, The most important player, not only on this roster, but maybe in the entire league, we're going to do that next. Thanks for making locked on dynasty. Your first listen every day. Everydayers, check back tomorrow because we'll be talking about the Las Vegas Raiders, our final show of this buy, sell, hold series. So listen tomorrow. We'll talk about Devontae Adams and the gang there in Las Vegas. All right, Matt, Patrick Mahomes, he's the quarterback one uh, in Dynasty right now based on our single quarterback DLF Dynasty ADP. And he was the player that you listed as a hold um, what, what's your reasoning for that? And do you value him kind of in that same tier with some of those other big name quarterbacks? I know that's super boring. Yeah. I want to hold Pat Mahomes. He's the best player in the <laughs> league. You know what I mean? Like I took the easy way out there, That's all right. but I think he's the best quarterback I've ever seen in the NFL, including mm, Brady. Yeah. And, and so if I have him, I think I'm going to start him for 10 years with and without Kelsey, I'm sure they'll get a better receiver in there. They won't have as good a tight end, but him and Reed, I mean, it's, I, I just don't see it changing in the next five to 10 years. I think he's that good that he's a very, very, very special player. And the other little nugget, I was doing Kenny Pickett homework, of course, you know, and I was looking at red zone attempts, you know, pass attempts. Mahomes yeah. had, so many, I mean, like 20 more than anyone else in the league, you know, red zone passing attempts. And some of those are those goofy shovel passes that you and I could complete, but so what? I mean, the touchdown numbers aren't going anywhere is my point. Absolutely. Uh, about to turn 28 years old. So still very young from a quarterback uh, standpoint. Uh, like I said, he is the quarterback one. You've got Josh Allen, Jalen Hurts, Joe Burrow, Lamar Jackson, Justin Herbert, Trevor Lawrence behind him. In our ADP, each of those guys are younger than uh, Patrick Mahomes, but mm-hmm. I don't really think that matters at this point. No, uh, we we've we've got years and years left in Patrick Mahomes' career if we're all lucky to continue watching him play. So if you've got Mahomes, you're not really considering a tear down situation like we kind of talked about with Kelsey. No, I think he's as sure a bet as there is. And yeah. I think he's less risky than even Allen or Burrow or any of those dudes, you know, that he is locked in and maybe he won't be one, but I can bet almost everything I have as long as he's healthy or at least on a per game basis. I bet he's a top five fantasy quarterback for at least a half a dozen years. Yeah. Uh, we like to list the entire uh, group of players at the mm-hmm. start of the show, but hey, I forgot to do that. So let's do it now. <laughs> um, we've talked about how 
how much upside this team has, uh, how we should be chasing the kind of the bit parts, the bit players on this team. And uh, that's what's certainly happening in our ADP because I think we have more Kansas City Chiefs drafted uh, and, and coming up with an ADP than any other team. We talked about Mahomes. He is quarterback one. Kelsey is tied in three. Isaiah Pacheco, RB27, as we mentioned. We've got the three wide receivers, Kadarius Tony, wide receiver 46, Rice, wide receiver 54, and Sky Moore, wide receiver 60. Uh, but we've got several others here. Jarek McKinnon, who was really a league winner down the stretch last season. He was brought back, and he is RB51. Uh, Marquez Valdez-Scantling, wide receiver 76, kind of a rough season for him last year, probably uh, probably honestly being undervalued at this point. Clyde Edwards-Hilaire is RB61. Justin Ross, wide receiver 93. Richie James, wide receiver 98. Uh, James has been a uh, a last-round target for me in, uh, in those underdog drafts lately. Mm-hmm. And the rookie, Daenerys Prince, undrafted, I believe, and he is the RB seventy nine. Certainly a guy worth stashing if you've got a if you've got an open roster spot at this point in the in the off season. So Matt, I believe that was a dozen, yeah, a dozen Kansas City Chiefs drafted out of those uh, the back half of the uh, of the roster guys that we didn't really talk about. Is is there one that you would be targeting, stashing, or, you know, just generally have a good feel about uh, for the twenty twenty three season? It's funny because you really stole my thunder. You mentioned Richie James, and I didn't realize this until this morning. It was an article I clicked on on Fantasy Pros, and they were talking about really under-the-radar receivers. And I just pulled it up, and I didn't know this until I read it this morning because they said from after Wondell Robinson went down from weeks 12 to 17, he led the Giants in target share and averaged 11.3 fantasy points, 5.6 receptions, and 55 yards per game. And he was a wide receiver 16 overall from week 12 to 17. I mean, that slid under the radar for me. Yeah. And he had the league's highest catch rate at 83%, you know? So, I mean, I didn't know any of those things about him. I always thought, well, he's an underrated player. He could do some good things, but maybe he's the slot machine for Pat Mahomes. I mean, that could happen. Yeah, absolutely. I've been uh, another guy I've been chasing late, uh, or honestly trying to acquire even in dynasty leagues is uh, uh, James' former teammate Isaiah Hodgins. He's a guy I believe in. uh, But Richie James played honestly just as well down the stretch uh, for the Giants last year. And with the uncertainty and the inexperience in this wide receiver core with Tony Rice and Sky Moore. Could Richie James slide in as a, as a guy consistently getting snaps and targets? Absolutely. I think he could. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, you don't look at him as that long-term dynasty investment, but, uh, you know, a, a guy that could just help you for this year, possibly. Absolutely. I'm sure he's on some waiver wires. Oh, yeah. Yeah, he he definitely is, for sure. Uh, that is it for today's show. Again, enjoy your holiday. Uh, please make sure you download and subscribe or follow for free on YouTube, wherever you get your podcast. Remember to follow the show at Locked On Dynasty. Follow Matt at Williamson NFL. And I'm Ryan MC23. We'll be back next time with more Locked On Dynasty.